for those able to join us on this Sunday in February and those who join us right where you are online. Uh, you can continue to follow us and stay connected to us through www.zionbcpeoria.com and our app. And we enjoy the worship us and fellowship with us a little as we want to encourage you to join in with us a little something like this. We want to tell you. Go tell somebody. And so we say, go ahead and get somebody elbow bump or welcome in the house of God. Glory, 
Amen. As we continue to worship our God, we look to worship him through prayer and the reading of his word. Let us pray. Uh, Mighty God, we're grateful for you just one more time in your presence. Uh, We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy and your unfailing love you've shown towards us. Uh, Father, as we come, Lord, we lay all our burdens, we lay all our issues at your feet. Uh, Father, may your peace that transcends all understanding guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Lord, as we gather together, Lord, we lift up, Lord, so much uh, calamity, so much pain, so much death that we are aware in our community, oh God. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are able to heal, that you're able to restore. And so, Father, we ask you right now, bring forth healing, oh God, and restoration, Lord, to those near and far. Now, God, as we continue to worship you on this Sunday, we pray for you give us enlightenment and a reading and understanding of your word. Uh, help us, oh God, to know who you are through the preaching and the teaching. And may you be pleased, Lord, with our worship, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. As we look to our text for today, we'll be looking in the New Testament and the letter uh, from Jude. Uh, we'll look at verses uh, 20 to 25. I'll be reading uh, from the New Living Translation. The Word of God reads, But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and wait and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life in this way. You will keep yourselves safe in God's love. And you must show mercy to those faith to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to, to steal others, but do so with great caution hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Now, all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him, who alone is God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time. And in the present and beyond all time, amen. amen. Praise God for his word. He may be seated. Thank you for those able to stand in honor the reading of God's word. Let's continue on to worship our God. <laughs> Thank you. 
God we serve. He is worthy, amen, of all the glory, of all the honor. It all belongs to him. Let us pray, prepare to hear a word from our God. Lord, I ask right now, let it be all of you, uh, none of me to preach your word, your gospel to your people. Help us, almighty Father, that we might see Jesus and have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you. Lord, we pray right now for your guidance and your direction. Amen. As we continue on on this theme about how we want to press on and towards the mark uh, that we don't want to ever give up, but know that God can protect us. As we look in our text today uh, in Jude in the New Testament, uh, you might notice how this simple page, uh, uh, this simple chapter uh, right there before uh, Revelation, if you flip through your Bible fast enough, you probably skipped it more than once. Uh, have to slow down to open up this small, compact chapter. But this letter, uh, written by Jude, uh, is believed to be one of the brothers of Jesus, who comes now to confess Christ, his brother, as his Lord and Savior. He's writing this text to encourage the Christians, uh, though they're going through a time of persecution, though they're going through times of tribulation, to encourage them to keep the faith. I'm want to remind us, as we may not be going same through the same kind of Christian persecution as they were going through this time, uh, but we are going through a times of trials and tribulations, a time that people may hate you just because they hate you for no reason. Sometimes people think they have a reason to hate, but you know, there's really never a reason to hate. Uh, for God so loved the world, amen, he showed us what love looks like. And so when we are focusing our eyes on God, uh, that's going to motivate us to keep our eyes on the prize. We're going to keep on marching towards the goal of, in Jesus Christ and the higher calling. Well, heaven is in our view, and that's our destination on this journey. Uh, we want to help others and make it to that same destination. We want to encourage others and let them know that where you are right now may not be where you want to be. But let me help you get where you want to go. Let us all go to my father's house. In my father's house, there's peace. In my father's house, there's joy. In my father's house, there's love. And here's the beautiful thing. In my father's house, there's plenty of room at the table. 
come and go with me to my father's house. We need to encourage one another because it's hard on this journey. There's sometimes people are talking about you, putting obstacles before you, trying to make you trip and stumble and fall. There's those that won't lift a hand to help you, but they will be happy to carry you to your grave. But when we understand that Christ is our strength, we understand that our enemies can become our footstools. <laughs> those that want us to stumble and fall might help us get high. <laughs> As, as Joseph said, what, what the devil meant for what, the, what meant for evil, God meant for good. Anybody here glad that God can turn things around? That he can change it and make it better for us? Here's the thing, that God is always going to be faithful. The, the, the twist is that are we being faithful to God? When we understand that we are on this journey, know that there's going to be some people going to join in who may not be on your team but are on your team. They they not be with you, but they are with you. What I'm trying to say is that they may be amongst you, but they're not here to help you, but they're here to distract you. They're here to distort and try to confuse you. All, all I've got to do is give you a little bit of truth and a little bit of a lie, and I can have you confused. Just a little bit of a lie can have you upset and not understanding what's going on because it sounds right, it looks right, but it's not right. Jude is writing to the church to let them know there's people among you that are not really who they say they are. 19th verse says, these people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. Y'all see that warning there? There's people that are among us that do not have God's spirit, and they are not with us, but they are against us. Christ made it sure that you understand this, that if you're not with me, you are against me. We got to make our minds up. Whom are we going to serve? We got to serve the Lord our God with all our might, with all our strength, to understand that this gospel has to go forth. That's why verse 20, where we read earlier, says, but you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. In order to contend with the enemies of this gospel, we got to stay in prayer. Tell your neighbor, stay in prayer. He's pointing out that the power that we have, we got to retain it. We got to restore it. We got to revive ourselves in prayer. It says, but you... Dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to highlight this word power, meaning here that you don't have the source, you don't have the strength on your own, but God give me strength. <laughs> God will give us strength. God will be our rock. He'll be our refuge. He is our banner. He is, he is the Lord of hosts. I mean, he has many armies. That with God, all things are possible because God is able to do all things. And so oh, I want to encourage us in this text that the title I have is God keeps us from falling. The enemy wants us to stumble and fall. The enemy wants us to stay down. But God is letting us know that you don't have to stay defeated. In the midst of these enemies come to confuse us and they want to get us involved in ungodly things. Earlier in Jude, the fourth verse, it says, I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your church. 
saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. Mm. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our only master and Lord, Jesus Christ. He's making it clear that if you don't understand, there's people in the church that are living out lies, that are abusing God's grace. They're taking advantage of our kindness and our gentleness only to promote their own selfish agenda. It's very clear that the condemnation have already come to them. Jesus made it clear when he talked to Nicodemus. He says that those who rejected the light love the darkness more than the light and have already been judged. Don't get caught up trying to judge those who are doing wrong. Don't waste your time trying to condemn them, but spend your time trying to praise Jesus. Spend your time telling somebody how good he is. Spend some, your time telling somebody how he loves them and how he's forgiven them. Maybe their hearts might repent and change, but don't try to judge them, condemn them, or put them in a hell that you don't have. We don't have a heaven and hell to put anybody in, but thank glory be to God that we've all been saved by the grace of God. There will be misleading information trying to distract us from the kingdom of God. Keep, keep your mind on the kingdom. Keep an eye on the prize. Jesus made it very clear. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be what? Added on to you. When we are focusing on adding on to ourselves, then you are lost. When you're focused on trying to build up your own resume, you are lost. But when you focus on the kingdom, you are found. Let me help you out. Jesus says, I came for the lost. <laughs> and so you want to be found by Christ. <laughs> because when we find Christ, we find our purpose for living. We find our hope in him. We find our peace in him. And apart from him, we can do nothing. But with him, we can do all things. But these things that we're doing are not for our benefit. It's not to bring us glory. It's not to lift us up, but to lift up the name of Jesus. But those who are not living for Jesus may look like they have it all together. They may look like everything's all right in their life. But we understand that there's going to be an end. Uh, Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. Uh, the beginning and the end. When he comes back again, those who said all those things, he's going to judge them according to their deeds. We need to make sure that our words line up with our actions. Look what he says again in Jude. He says, encourage one another. We ought to encourage another with love and, and pray in the power of the Spirit. But those who deny Christ, they will be denied by Christ. Matthew 10, Jesus says, but everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Jude is encouraging the saints to keep the faith and know that Jesus saves. Verse 5, he goes on to say in the same Jude chapter, says, So I want to remind you, though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt, but later he destroyed those who did not remain faithful. Remember how the Lord has redeemed you. While you're on this journey, remind yourself what God has done. There's times in our lives that we get so overwhelmed when we don't see the success, that we forget how far we've come. There's some times in our lives that things are not working out as well as we want them to work out. We forget how the obstacles and the 
pain and the issues we dealt before that got us to where we are right now. Just think about it right now. You have sat down and you are in your place where you are listening to this message, but you've already forgot where you came from. It's, it's easy for us when we progress, right, because we don't always take time to look back. But if you take some time and look back and look over your life, and you might realize that I was in some issues and some situations. That I didn't know how I was going to make it out. But I, as I look back, I can realize that God made a way somehow. It was that right person at that right time. It was a right delivery. It was a right phone call. It was something right in the nick of time. That's salvation. Jude is reminding the children of Israel that you can look back over the history of God being on our behalf and look at the good one he goes back to. He says you can look back how he first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt. He's going way back to say, if y'all don't remember something recent, let me go back to what everybody can agree on. Remember when Israel was in Egypt and God brought them out? He's pointing out how Egypt always represents a place of bondage, a place of imprisonment, a place of oppression, a place where you have no authority, you have no power, you have no right. But then once God breaks the yoke, once God unshackles the shackles, once God leads them over into a promise, then it represents how God gave them freedom. God gave them liberty. God gave them the promised land. And God gave them salvation and rescued them from oppression, from slavery, from sin. It's the theological aspect that God has saved us from when we look when we were used to be in Egypt. But look at us now and realize that, God, you brought me a mighty, mighty long way. Then it goes on to say, but he will judge. One thing that we have to remind ourselves is that God is a just God. And being a just God means that he does judge. You cannot keep on sinning thinking that there will not be any consequences for our sin. We reap what we sow. Those who sow in the flesh will reap of the flesh. Those who sow in the spirit will reap of the spirit. God will not be mocked. In this, that's why we are grateful for God's grace and his mercy. Because when we mess up, we don't want to get what's coming our way. That he says he is faithful and just to those who confess their sins to forgive them and cleanse them of all unrighteousness. That's why we got to encourage one another in times that we've been infiltrated, the times that we've been misled, the times that we've been allowed to be hoodwinked and run amok, that we go astray and we go doing the things that we should not be doing because we got in the wrong crowd, we got with the wrong people that have led us in the wrong way, but yet we got to encourage one another. That's why we got to have some godly friends. So you never get some godly friends. See, the ungodly will be punished by God, but the godly ones will be keeping our eyes on the prize. The evil deeds will catch up with it, just as your good deeds will catch up with you. Verse 10 goes on in Jude, it says, but these people scoff at things they do not understand. Like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them. And so they bring about their own destruction. Sin is going to bring forth destruction. James also writes this. Now, James is also, too, the brother of Jesus. And James also writes that sin comes from man's own evil desire. And when it gives birth, all it, all it brings forth is death. There's nothing positive coming from our own evil desire. That's why we don't want to be led by our own instincts, 
our own evil desire, but we want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Notice when Jude says, pray, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, Paul writes about be strong in the power of God's might. And at the end of that same scripture about the spiritual armor of God, he also says, pray not only for me, but one for another. And pray for yourself. Prayer is a part of our spiritual warfare that we got to stay in prayer when the enemy's trying to distract us and deceive us, that we got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Those who are scoffing are having this primal instinct. Here's the, here, what we need to understand is that when we are not focused and we're not thinking right, we instinctively do things. Our body, our brain has been trained to do things instinctively. It doesn't take much. That I, all you got to do is jump around the corner. You'll scare somebody and you'll see the shoulders jumping and heart will get up faster. Why? The brain automatically prepares itself and says, if I got to run, I got to run. <laughs> the brain makes itself do that, right? You go put your hand in front of somebody's face. The eyes will blink automatically. You got to tell yourself, don't blink. When they say that, that's why the doctor tell you, check your eyes. All right, try not to blink, right? Because they already know your brain is going to keep on blinking as I get closer and closer to your eye. Our brains are instinctively going to remind ourselves. So if somebody yells at me and my brain feels fear, I might yell back. I might hit back. I might curse somebody out because my brain is going to react in that space. But if I'm staying in the spirit, I can have somebody yelling at me and I can say, Lord, help me. Yeah, y'all see how it happened here. So I, I realize it's not my power, it's not my strength, it's not my instinct, but it's Lord, as me realize, Lord, I need you to help me to do what is right. My, my body wants to do this, but your spirit is reminding me, your spirit will convict me, your spirit will control me that I will do what is right. But what sorrows await those that don't follow after Jesus? Verse 11 says, uh, they follow the footsteps of Cain who killed his brother. Like Balaam, that deceived the people for money. And like Korah, they perished in their rebellion. Notice how he goes back and tells them about the children of Israel. And he quotes the issues that they dealt with on their journey to their promised land. The journey is never easy, y'all. There's going to be some people coming along the journey. Look, look, look along the journey, talking about how Cain killed his brother. Balaam, that that was so blind by greed that he couldn't see an angel, but a donkey could. Come on, somebody. The pursuit of Korah, the rebellion they had against Moses, their leader, in the camp, that they get swallowed up in the camp. Be careful that you don't be following the wrong people, having the wrong motive, that you get in the wrong direction. They will deceive you, and it's all vanity. It's all empty. It, it, it points out about how they is going to lead to destruction. Look at verse 12. It said, when these people eat with you in your fellowship meals and commemorating the Lord's love, pointing out that they sit down with you and they break bread with you, they worship with you, they sing with you, but they are dangerous like reefs that can shipwreck you. He's pointing out that if you get too close to the shore, there's some reefs that might be above a little bit of ground that might crash the, the, the ship and the ship will go and be grounded. He says they are dangerous. Don't get close to them. They're dangerous. Then he goes on and says they are like shameless shepherds who care only for themselves. They are like clouds blowing over the land with giving, without giving any rain. They are like trees in the autumn that are doubly dead for they bear no fruit and have 
been pulled up by the root. He's pointing out that be careful that they got nothing of fruitful to offer. They're, they don't have any value, like a cloud that has no rain, a tree that bears no fruit. Be careful of these people that look good, smell good, but they're not good. That's why we see when we're getting to our verse today. But you, my dear friends, must remember that what the apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted, they told you that in the last time there will be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who create, who creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instinct because they do not have God's spirit in them. The problem is that they don't have God's spirit in them. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most what? Holy faith. Your most holy faith. And pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this most holy faith means that we've been called out. We have been set apart to do things that bring glory and honor unto God. We need to understand that it's not going to be easy on this journey. But while we're on this journey, we're going to encourage one another. We're going to walk by faith and not by sight. We're going to understand that there's going to be the enemy's going to come and try to knock us down and beat us down. But yet God can keep us from falling. God has expressed his unfailing love towards his creation. And Jesus, the Son of God, this love that we have experienced should give us strength to endure pain and discomfort. And verse 22 says, and you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. There's going to be some people that might be dealing with some hardships in their life that they might start asking, is God real? They might be wondering, does God really love me? Because I'm going through so much pain and so much trouble, so much tribulation. And that's why we need to come and encourage them to help them like that man was when he saw Jesus come down from the mountain after the transfiguration and says, I believe, but help my unbelief. There's going to be some times in our lives that well, I need somebody to be aside me to help me out. Y'all looking at me like y'all don't understand. Y'all know Moses. Moses was a man of faith, but Moses had some issues too. That he needs somebody to come around to help him out. There's some times that he was emotionally tired. That he had had his father-in-law say, why are you trying to do all this work? Why are you sitting on the tree all day talking all day? And point to you some people that can talk to them. So then he created the judges, the leaders, that they can be amongst the people. Because his stepfather, his, I'm sorry, his father-in-law had to help him out. Say, man, you look, you, you beating yourself down. But then he had his brother and, and another to help hold up his arm while Joshua was fine because he got tired. He said, I need some help. Oh, we're going to start losing. Hey, hey. They, and they got tired. They had to get some rock to sit under to hold him up to give them some strength and some energy. I want to encourage you to understand there's going to be some time. It's okay to say I'm tired. It's okay to say I need help. It's okay to go get somebody to support you to help you to deal with whatever you might be dealing with. We, we have people that are going through depression and anxiety, but they don't want to tell anybody about it because somebody's going to talk bad about them. But that's a health need. And when you have a health need, it's a health need. I, you don't tell somebody you're going to see the heart doctor. You say, I'm going to go see the doctor. And he said, what about, about my heart? Well, go see the doctor about your mind. 
Let us remove the stigmatism and say, I need some help. There's some time that I need someone to come along with me. Yes, I want to pray to the Lord. Yes, I'm going to get strength. But yet God can support me with some people. Come on, somebody. That can come along with me and help me to make it through this mess, this issue that we call life, to understand that we can't do it by ourselves. That's why he says we got to encourage one another that might be wavering in the faith. We might have been that person that was wavering and somebody walked by us at the right moment and at the right time. Or maybe you were that person in somebody else's life. You may not even know it, but you showed up at the right moment and at the right time. They saw how strong you are in the faith that encouraged them to say, God can make a way. And when we do that, look what verse 23, uh, action description it gives is rescue others by snatching them. From the flames of judgment. Show mercy to steal others, but do so with what? Great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. This echoes as what Paul says that you who are spiritual, restore those, but be careful that you fall to the same temptation. Which means that with your wavering and your struggling, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to make you feel bad about yourself, but I'm here to restore you and help you get back on the path. Also, making sure I guard myself that I don't fall for the same temptation. We got to make sure that we are strong enough to encourage one another. That's why it, we got to have accountability. You need to talk to somebody, let them know, man, I'm going through some struggles right now. I'm going through some pain right now. And, and that person you're talking to, you know you can confide in them knowing that they're going to pray for you. They're not going to talk about you. They're going to text you. They're going to encourage you. They'll give you a phone call. They'll check in on you. Make sure, are you doing all right? These are the things we need to do because this journey is not that we can't make it by ourselves. That we need God's help. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And then also God provides us with the body of Christ, the church. It's a sad day, right, when you are going through a time of, of, of pain and hurt. And there's nobody that can come by to visit. There's nobody you can call to come and check on. But that's where the church comes in. That if I can call the deacon, I can call the usher, I can call my Sunday school teacher and say, hey, I, I need you to pray for me. And they say, you know, you get 20 phone calls. Because <laughs> somebody said, well, somebody said to pray for you, now I got to reach out and check in on you. And you start realizing, man, it's good to be in the church. There's a beautiful thing about celebration of coming together, but yet there's sometimes that right we get by ourselves and we try to keep it all to ourselves. And that's why as the church, he see he's encouraged, he says, You who are strong, go and strengthen up the ones who are wayward. We gotta look out. Who's not here? Let me go check on them. Uh, let me let me find I heard some sad news. Let me give them a phone call, make sure they're doing all what can I do to encourage them? Because we need to help them to see that our God is able. This opens up how we need to understand that God is able to do all things, exceedingly above, and that he is able to keep us from falling, keep us from temptation. Psalms 144 and 5 says, O Lord, keep me out of the hands of the wicked. Protect me from those who are violent, for they are plotting against me. The proud have set a trap to catch me. They have stretched out a net. They have faced traps all along the way. Psalm 141, verse 9 says, Keep me from the traps they have set for me, from the snares of those who do wrong. Psalm 142 and 3 says, When I am overwhelmed, you alone know the way I should turn. Wherever I go, my enemies have set traps for me. 
If you're not catching on the theme here, the psalmist pointed out that I'm trying to be in the right direction. But every time I turn, the enemy's trying to get me to stumble and fall. He's pointing out that, God, I'm only turning to you because you're the only one that can deliver me from this. Matter of fact, isn't that what Jesus says that lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil? So when I understand that God will keep me, God will restore me, God is able to keep me from stumbling and falling, then I am understanding and I'm encouraged that my God is able to bring me for his glory because I was created for his glory. Isaiah 43 and 7 says, bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. I who, it, um, it was I who created them. God's glory belongs to him. He will not share his glory with another. And when we understand that he deserves all the glory, then we'll be like Jesus told them about the two laws. Love the Lord your God with all your might, with all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. When Jesus was pointing out that something they would say every day, every day they would wake up and they would say, Hear you, O Israel, the Lord God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your might, with all your strength. And then also we understand that Isaiah 42, a God declared this, I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to anyone else, nor share my praise with carved idols. Jesus says, I am the Lord. That's my name. Not only, not to the only wise God who's able to keep us from falling and present us, you know, with, with glory, without fault, without spot, without blemish. Look what it says. He's going to present us faultless. What means is that, yes, I have my faults. I have my spots. I have my blemishes. But there's one thing I also have. The blood of Jesus. What can wash me? Why that snow? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That I got my spots. I have my blemishes. But he's coming back again for a church abroad without spots. Or wrinkle, Lord, how can I get ready? How can I get right? He says, come to me. Oh, glory be to God. You don't got to do it by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. He died on the cross so that we might know what redemption looks like. How we might be dead to this world, dead to our own sinful nature, and be alive in the spirit of God. Jesus makes us whole. He washes all of our sins. Tell your neighbor, that's all. Tell him, that's all. Our faith in the Lord has shown us how he has redeemed us and set us free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. So in our response to what God has done to us, if you've been following along with me in the text, I done walked us down from Jude all the way down to verse 24. And it says right here, Now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence with a, without a single fault. Our response is that we will be before him with exceeding joy. But not only will we have joy, but he has joy. I, I, I wish y'all could have got more excited at that moment at that time. Because, because not only will we have joy, but he will have joy. <laughs> Think about it, that God gets excited seeing us. Oh, glory be to God. I, I, I think about how I get excited when I get to see my children. Imagine God, our father, getting excited to see his children. 
You, you, you know how your, your child has already been promoted. Your child has already graduated. But it's not until you go to the ceremony. Then you start setting all the preparations up. You get the cakes. You get the cards. You, you get the balloons. They already sent out the invitation. But you are waiting for the anticipation of the date they're going to cross that stage. Do you understand that we got the same anticipation? You know when they go to graduate, they put on gowns. They put on caps. They, they, they got nice clothes underneath that they're ready to dress up on. Or they got different messages on there to let it know I made it onto the other side. But you understand that when we go to see Jesus, he's going to provide us with our own cap and gown. <laughs> and we're going to be able to lay our crowns down. <laughs> and we're going to be able to worship him with exceedingly joy. And God will have joy because he is joy. I'm, I'm glad today that our God is able. Anybody here glad that God is able? Good <laughs> God from God. <laughs> He is able to present us with exceedingly joy. He has all power. When it says all power, means that he is the exempt and super above power. So if you met power, he's greater. <laughs> and if you met anything greater, there's nobody greater than our God. All glory to him, who alone is God, our Savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord. All glory the majesty, power, and authority are his castes before all time and in the present and beyond. If you don't understand, then you know, before you existed, I have power. <laughs> and I have power for all time because I am infinite. I don't stop. He, he is a lot better. Y'all might have seen that Energizer Bunny commercial, right? He keep on changing the battery, but God keep on going. <laughs> to the only wise God I'll say so anybody here glad you can cry out Jesus you are my savior you are my redeemer let the redeemer of the Lord say so I cry out God I stumble and I fall but you can pick me up you can turn me around you can place my feet on solid ground anybody here glad today that on rock on Jesus Christ is on the rock, on the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. He is the cornerstone that holds everything together. He is my wheel in the middle of the wheel. He is the lily in the valley. He's a bright in the morning star. He's a lion in the tribe of Judah. Y'all understand it. He is victorious. He is refreshing. He is my hope. He is my will. That's all. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in because I'm I may stumble, uh, I may fall, but he can keep me from staying down. I, I got something in that makes me want to get back up again. <laughs> and you understand, they thought they had him on the cross. When they nailed him on the cross, they thought they had him down to an account. They said, look at him. Look at him. He can't save himself. He saved everybody else, but he can't save himself. But yet our master was saving everybody while he was on that cross. He was talking about he couldn't save himself. I'm so glad he saved everyone because he died for everyone. But they thought they defeated him because they saw him die on the cross. They saw him buried in a fall, man. So matter of fact, they thought they had him defeated. They went through to say, hey, hey, hey. He said he's going to rise again. Why don't you put some guards on that chair because of that, on that grave because they might steal his body trying to defeat everybody. So they put some guards on the tomb. 
But guess what? You can't stop God. It said the earth shook. <laughs> the guards fell down. The tomb came open early. Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. And because of that same power that rose Christ from the dead is also in you. You might be asking, how do I have that same power? But if you know Jesus, then you got that power. If you know Jesus, you have received the power of the Holy Spirit. And that same power that's been on, that don't stop, that keep on going, is the same power that's going to give you life after death. So don't be scared about this world. But keep on trusting in the Lord. Keep on trusting in the Lord. God is able. Tell you never, God is able. And when we know that he's able, catch this. I, I want to read verse 25 one more time. I'm going to be done. It says, all glory to him who alone is God. Y'all with me? Our Savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time. And the present and beyond all time. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for that amen. We thank you that it is so. We thank you, Lord, that it is true. We thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. We thank you, Lord, that all glory belongs to you. We thank you, Lord, we are redeemed through Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that nothing can defeat us because we're in you. We thank you, Lord, that greater is you that's in us than he that is in the world. We thank you, Lord, that we are more than conquerors. We thank you, Lord, that we are victorious. So, Lord, em em encourage us that we can continue to preach this gospel, teach this gospel, live this gospel, so that those who might be wavering, those who might be hurting, might know this great hope in you. Oh, God, move in us, we pray. Lord, we also, Lord, we realize there's times we didn't have it all together. Um, but we confess to you, God, cleanse our hearts, cleanse our minds, forgive us, oh, God. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness, your grace, and your mercy. And, Lord, give us a heart and a mind to change that we continue to seek for, uh, your kingdom and your righteousness. And, Lord, Lord, you add all these other things. So help us, oh, God, remove those distractions, remove those enemies. Help us to identify uh, those who are after their own sinful desires. Let us remove the ungodly that we will surround ourselves with godly women and men. To guide us and direct us and encourage one another for your glory and for your honor. Lord, I pray it might be someone who does not know Jesus at the Lord and say, but I pray that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Christ is Lord and they shall be saved. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. That might have been you today that says, oh, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to welcome you to find a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. Uh, Zion is that place. You're welcome to come and join this place. If it's, you're online with us, reach out to us and may we help you find a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, teaching church. Well, you can be baptized, you can join the fellowship of the communion of the saints, and continue to grow in the admonition of the Lord together. Amen? Amen. As we continue to worship our God, we pray to give God his tithes and our offering. Those who are online, you're welcome to donate uh, through our website to give for God his tithes and our offering, uh, www.zionbcpoa.com. And those who are welcome to give right here, let us pray to give God back what already belongs to him. Mighty God, we just thank you. We thank you for how you blessed us, how you've given to us. Lord, we freely give back to you what all belongs to you. 
And then, God, we ask you to bless those that have desire to give, but yet have not. We thank you, Lord, that you desire a cheerful giver. So we cheerfully want to give back to what we do have. But, Lord, bless those who have desire to have, give, but yet have not. We thank you, Lord, you provide our every need. So, Father, we increase, multiply what is given for the building of your kingdom and the work of your ministry. In Jesus Christ, precious name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. We ask you, Father, in terms of the ushers as they come forward. Walk with me, walk with me, Lord, walk with me, walk with me, Lord, walk with me, Thank you for those who join us online. God bless you. May you keep you until we meet again. Love you, and so do I. God bless you.